Hello, and welcome to my Think Aloud podcast using the novel The Van Gogh Cafe by Cynthia Ryland. Chapter 4, Magic Muffins. So before I begin thinking aloud through this chapter, I am going to focus on the concept of magic and where all of this magic is coming from throughout this story. In October, a woman dressed all in lace and pearls walks into the Van Gogh Cafe, fresh off I-70. She is traveling east to New York City to live in a loft. Clara thinks the woman is quite glamorous and she feels shy around her. At the moment, the woman is the cafe's only customer and she holds a large straw bag close to her as she zips her seven up. As she sips her seven up, Mark has wandered out of the kitchen now and is starting up the phonograph to give the place some life. Clara sits at the counter working a crossword puzzle. So at this point, there was so much magic happening at the cafe, the food was cooking itself, Mark, who is the owner, is writing poems, and all these good omens are happening, and then now all of a sudden, the cafe is struggling, and there's not as many people, and it seems kind of strange to me how all of a sudden this is happening and in the chapter prior all of a sudden the food stopped cooking itself and the customers were getting frustrated with not getting their food fully cooked or not getting it on time so the magic is is disappearing for whatever reason when the glamorous woman finishes her soft drink she stands at the register to pay The porcelain hen is smiling at her and someone is singing that she would be so nice to come home to and the combination of these things makes her feel generous. She brings forth from her straw bag a dollar for the bill plus a little foil package. Then easily as she came, the woman drives away to New York, leaving behind two magic muffins on the counter of the Van Gogh Cafe. The muffins are inside the little foil package, of course, which Mark has unwrapped. Tiny muffins, gumdrop muffins, they are charming. Mark puts one in Clara's hand and one in his own. So here I'm thinking, I wonder if these muffins who this lady left is going to bring the magic back. And at this time, I want you to turn and talk to the person next to you. And I want you to think about what is your perspective of the magic in this book? Just share your thoughts. So at this point, I would give students time to turn and talk to one another and talk about what they think or what they predict is is going to happen or what is happening with the magic, what's their perspective on the magic, is it disappearing, will it come back, and then I would continue reading, or I would think aloud some of the ideas that I overheard overheard the students talking about.
Like shells, Clara says, Mark nods. He is still a little dreamy, thinking about the glamorous women all in lace and pearls. May we eat them, asks Clara. Mark has a sudden intuition. He says to Clara, only if we first make a wish. Well, a wish can be a blessing and a wish can be a curse, and Clara has read enough fairy tales to respect this. All at once, she doesn't want the muffin. Her caution makes Mark so nervous that all at once he isn't so sure he wants his either. Not with a wish attached, anyway. Soberly, they fold the muffins back into the foil and slide the little package into the refrigerator and stop thinking about wishes. But magic doesn't have to be eaten in order to work. It needs only to be believed. And when Clara and Mark put the little foil package away, there is no stronger proof of belief than this. And now a new story in the Van Gogh Cafe is unfolding. The next day, Clara is so curious. She wants to see the muffins again. They are only muffins, tiny gifts from a glamorous woman. Now the wishing business has turned them into so much more. So here I'm starting to think about how curious I am as well with these muffins and if there's something fantastic about them or what would possibly happen if they ate the muffins. Clara unwraps the foil. She should have known, she should have known all along. The muffins are magic because now there are three. She doesn't tell Mark. He seems to have forgotten all about the muffins anyway. Clara loves waiting for things to happen, waiting and watching secretly. She folds up the foil and is still. And the next day, there are four muffins. The next five. The next six. The next seven. Every day, Clara unwraps the foil to find a tiny new muffin. And every day, she folds the package up again and slides it to the back of the refrigerator. It seems to me that magic is occurring here. Clara knows something is about to happen, and when November arrives, exactly 12 days after the woman in her lace and pearls has passed through the Van Gogh Cafe, something does. Kansas is hit with one of the all-time biggest snowstorms in its history. No one is prepared. They've barely folded away their Halloween costumes. Snow shovels are lying down in their basements somewhere. Boots are at the bottom of old trunks. Nobody's had a chance to get a new pair of gloves at Kmart. Goodness knows there's no salt for the front steps. And on this day of one of the biggest snowstorms in Kansas history, there is a church bus traveling down the road. The bus is full of small children, children not yet old enough for school, children just big enough to spend two hours at the church molding Play-Doh while their mothers shop. Okay, so I just want to backtrack so I can recall what's going on here. Um, there's a huge snowstorm happening, the biggest one in Kansas history, and there's a church bus traveling down the road, and there's a bunch of small children in the bus, and they are just big enough to, you know, be molding Play-Doh while their mothers are shopping. So they're not super young, but they're old enough. So, um... There's a big event coming, a big event happening, and it's this storm that's coming. This bus is taken by surprise in the freak Kansas blizzard. It has no chairs, it has no chains, no snow tires. It hasn't a chance of staying on the road. It slides and hits a pole one half mile from the Van Gogh Cafe. Uh-oh. 
This could not be good. The sheriff and his deputies arrive. Firemen, anyone who can make it through the snow, is at the bus, lifting out crying children. There are 14 of them, small and cold and scared. Some have bumped their mouths and their heads, and these cry loudest. The snow falls so fast and thick and deep that there is no getting them to the county hospital, which is a good 10 miles away. So when that's ruled out, the first place everyone think of is, thinks of is the Van Gogh Cafe. Okay, so there is a tragic event happening. This bus is out on the road in this huge storm, and it crashes into or slides into a pole and they have no way to get all these children to a hospital. So the nearest place is the Van Gogh Cafe. So I feel like the Van Gogh Cafe is something good is going to happen. And the Van Gogh Cafe is going to um, help these children. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. The children are carried into the cafe and they do not look well. Mark and Clara help settle them into booths and onto chairs and the children's faces are gray, their fingers blue. They are alarmingly quiet. And now the true magic starts. Because Clara, counting all of the children, has seen that there are 14 of them, and she knows, for she has already looked this morning, that there are 14 tiny muffins in that little foil package in the refrigerator. Would you look at that? So all of these muffins, these magic muffins that started with one or two, now there is 14, so there's enough for every single child. And Clara understands now why the muffins are so small. Mark and the rest of the adults are trying to get the children to sip some coffee. It is the only hot drink already made, but these are tiny children. They will not take coffee. What they will take, what they do take, are tiny muffins. Clara moves from one child to the next, the foil package in her hand, and into each little mouth she places a muffin. And one by one, the children become warm and alive again. Their fingers no longer hurt. Their faces are full of color. Their bruises disappear. Their cuts heal. No one's head aches and not one tooth is missing. Clara drops the empty foil into the trash can. When for many days after, Clara and her father speak of the blizzard and of the magic muffins, they have no regrets about the wish they each passed up. Clara regrets only that she didn't tell Mark about the multiplying muffins sooner, for he loves the mystery of it. He loves to hear her story. But young girls need secrets now and then. Secrets are like pieces of silver. And besides someone with a deep secret is about to arrive at the Van Gogh Cafe, someone tall, sad, and elegant, someone who could be a star. And that is the conclusion of the fourth chapter and now after reading the chapter I am realizing why the muffins or the title of the chapter is called magic muffins but I'm so curious as to how this book is going to end what is going to happen next um you know what is the significance of these secrets and how is that going to impact the rest of the novel so thank you for listening to my first ever think aloud podcast i hope you enjoyed and i will probably be making more of these in the near future